back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. March 8th, 2021, Antarix's spectrum to play key role in wave of upgrades to U.S. critical infrastructure. The power outages in Texas underscore the need for critical infrastructure investments in the United States. Reliability, security, Safety and control are all key requirements of critical infrastructure, and each are byproducts of a private wireless network. Antarix is uniquely positioned to enable the badly needed upgrades to critical infrastructure by leasing their low-band spectrum and offering support services. We initiate coverage with buy and a $64 price target. Antarix Business Model Antarix owns low-band spectrum that it leases to utilities and other industrial companies that are interested in upgrading an existing communications network to a new, privately-owned LTE network. Antares not only enables the ability to build and own a network, but it also supplies a low-band spectrum asset that is uniquely suited for the underlying applications. Antarix is also positioned to offer support services to these spectrum leasees in the construction and maintenance of private LTE networks, leveraging its growing credibility with utilities. Churning out the free cash flow. A typical Antarix lease with the utility spans 20 years, includes escalators, and has a high probability of renewal. We expect most utilities to prepay the spectrum lease, resulting in irregular free cash flow from quarter to quarter and perhaps even year to year. Spectrum leases are obviously very high margin and capex light, generating high free cash flow. Antarix's investment in a services business is not material enough to significantly impact our expected operating free cash flow. However, spectrum clearing costs will offset a notable amount of our expected operating free cash flow for the next few years. For example, in 2021, we expect $150 million of operating free cash flow and $40 million of spectrum clearing costs resulting in over $100 million of free cash flow available for distribution to investors. While notable, this is clearly not enough to impact Antarix's inevitable progression to shareholder distributions. Why private networks? Utilities have historically preferred to own and operate private communications networks rather than pay monthly fees to rely on shared commercial networks. We do not expect that to change. Shared commercial networks are optimized for locations where people live and work rather than where electrical lines or energy pipes have been installed. Ownership provides the utility with the control to harden their initial deployments and repair any damage on their own timeline. Does FirstNet offer a competing solution? AT&T's FirstNet offers, quote, industry solutions, close quote, that promise a higher reliability than its consumer offering. However, FirstNet is obliged to provide priority network access to public safety, not utilities. The, quote, extended primary, close quote, network access available to industries is not exactly the preference of the owner of critical infrastructure, who needs to protect against network outages that could cost it billions. FirstNet's product solutions are also focused on smartphone and hotspot sales. Interestingly, Motorola's mission-critical voice communication solutions for public safety have not been impacted by FirstNet, despite presumably being in the crosshair of FirstNet's target market. We expect AT&T's focus to shift from FirstNet to the build-out of C-band spectrum, fiber deployments, and funding new HBO Max content. 
it has made similar pivots between the U.S. and Mexico in recent years. We were surprised that AT&T was willing to pay a nearly 70% premium for C-band spectrum that will be available for construction by the end of this year, rather than cheaper blocks that are cleared later. We believe this action implies a plan to invest in C-band sooner than we expected. Low-band spectrum. The C-band spectrum auction and T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint highlight the demand by wireless operators for deep mid-band spectrum positions. Mid-band spectrum is between 1 GHz and 6 GHz, as shown in the chart below. However, when it comes to coverage and reliability, low-band spectrum is still unmatched. Low-band is under 1 GHz and has been the foundation for wireless networks globally. In fact, T-Mobile's 5G coverage claims rely on its use of 600 MHz and 700 MHz low-band spectrum, even though the resulting speeds are materially lower than what has been promised for 5G. Why owned low-band spectrum is important for critical infrastructure. Low-band spectrum is uniquely suitable for the needs of critical infrastructure. It travels further and penetrates structures better, increasing reliability and safety. It also requires fewer cell sites to deploy, reducing operating expense and simplifying maintenance in the event of an outage. Unfortunately, most of the licensed low-band spectrum is owned and operated by wireless operators or speculators awaiting a buyout by these operators. Unlicensed spectrum is also in short supply and further challenged by security and interference concerns. Anterix offers a unique opportunity to source licensed, low-band spectrum that these companies can control for their critical infrastructure needs through a long-term lease or outright purchase. Ecosystem is important, as usual. Anterix spectrum is included in LTE Band 8 and 5G Band N8, as determined by 3GPP, a global wireless industry standards organization. This is an important factor in developing an ecosystem of semiconductors, products, and software. While smartphones are not Antarix's use case, it's relevant to note that Band 8 has been in the iPhone since 2013, the year of the iPhone 5S. The power of an existing ecosystem was demonstrated last year when Dish loaned its spectrum to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for a few months. These companies were able to turn that spectrum on across their networks within days and with minimal incremental capex. Spectrum value. What is price per megahertz pop? The metric used to value spectrum is price per megahertz pop. Simple math would dictate that an Antarix 600 megahertz spectrum license in a geographic market that is home to 1 million people would represent 6 million megahertz pops. If the present value of the lease is $9 million, the transaction would be valued at $1.50 per megahertz pop. Antarix has 1.9 billion megahertz pops and has signed contracts on 3.5% of that amount. Price will be negotiated. Antarix will negotiate the price of its spectrum leases. The valuation discussion will include spectrum auction values, secondary market transactions, the increased scarcity of spectrum, and a growing number of precedent transactions by Antarix. Prices will vary based on the terms of the deal, lease versus buy, timing of payments, and market locations. Critics that point to the low price Antarix paid for the underlying spectrum assets willfully ignore the time expertise, cost, and effort to enable this spectrum for use where it would otherwise be underutilized. Deal structure. We expect the majority of Antarix transactions to be prepayments of a 20-year lease with embedded escalators. 
Over the next few years, we expect the majority of these payments to be split over three to five years, based on the need to clear spectrum. By 2024, we expect clearing to be far enough along to enable the full present value of the 20-year lease to be paid up front. We believe there is a high probability Antarix will be able to renew the lease at the end of the 20-year term, based on the scarcity value of Spectrum. First transactions have been for $1.47 per megahertz pop. Antarix's first two transactions were valued at $1.07 and $2.31 per pop. Management is confident that utilities are comfortable with these valuation levels and higher, particularly given that equipment costs represent a much higher portion of the total cost of network ownership. While the equipment might still represent a larger cost of the overall network investment, radio costs have dropped dramatically over the past decade, and the ability to use a virtualized core network opens up new opportunities for private network owners. In our view, these lower network costs should open up more budget for Spectrum. Material upside to our Spectrum lease assumptions. We have taken a conservative approach to our lease assumptions. We estimate Antarix will lease half of its Spectrum portfolio by 2027 at a dollar megahertz per pop. Management believes it can lease out half of its Spectrum by 2024 for prices well above that estimate. These are negotiated sales, so Antarix management do have control over price. To their credit, their average price to date has been $1.47 per megahertz pop. However, that is only for two leases representing less than 4% of their spectrum. As the company establishes more lease history, we believe there is an upside bias to our estimate. A $0.25 increase in our price per megahertz pop assumption would add $15 to our $64 target valuation. Time value of money. The extended period of time that it takes to lease the Spectrum portfolio also erodes potential value. For example, our $1 per megahertz pop assumption on lease values over a 10-year period implies a present value of $0.57 per megahertz pop, assuming an 8% cost of equity. If we accelerated the timeline of their lease activity to meet the company's target of leasing 50% of the Spectrum by 2024, it would increase our price target by $20, and lift the implied present value of its spectrum to $0.75 per megahertz pop. The upside scenario of $125. So obviously, the next question should be, what if they leased 50% of their pops by 2024 at an implied lease value of $1.50 per megahertz pop? The answer is that it would lift our price target from $64 to $125 per share, (laughs) reflecting a $2 billion valuation and present value of $1.11 per megahertz pop. Antarix also believes that it can layer on network build and management services on top of the lease value of its spectrum to drive further upside. The services story. We estimate Antarix is investing a few million dollars per year to develop a services business on top of the spectrum lease opportunity. It is well positioned to partner with critical infrastructure vendors in the planning, rollout, and management of new networks, given its rising credibility in the space. Some utilities will need these services more than others. It could even play a role in managing a virtualized core that multiple utilities could utilize. We expect Antarix to ramp these operating expenses to 5 or $6 million by 2023. If it can build services revenue to 10 or $15 million per year within the next five years, it should reach NPV zero on these early investments. The company obviously sees a much larger opportunity. 
We estimate that if Antarix was able to ramp its services to a $100 million business within five years, it would add $10 to our price target. The upside of additional spectrum. Antarix's second lease with SDG&E was interesting for three reasons. First, it establishes Antarix's ability to transact with a, quote, complex system that had more than 40 sites already deployed. This should reduce the perceived risk in their ability to lease 50% of its spectrum asset by 2027. Second, it provided evidence of mid-band spectrum as a complementary asset to Antarix's low-band spectrum rather than a competitive one. SDG&E previously purchased CBRS Spectrum prior to its deal with Antarix. We expect utilities to also utilize a layer cake approach to their network strategy, as popularized by T-Mobile CTO Neville Ray. That entails using low-band for coverage and reliability, and mid-band for greater speeds. It's less clear if millimeter wave will need to be a part of the layer cake of private networks. Third, the use of multiple spectrum bands highlights the role that Antarix could play to help mid-band spectrum owners lease spectrum to utilities. This is particularly relevant if Antarix secures contracts for services in addition to their spectrum leases. As an example, Legato has mid-band spectrum that utilities might find useful for higher bandwidth needs or to improve the performance of CBRS spectrum. Legato's new relationship with Rakuten could also tie in compelling virtualized network expertise. The cost of clearing. Antarix, like most Spectrum owners, will incur costs to relocate existing users in order to gain full use of the Spectrum for its licensees. As an example, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and other C-band Spectrum winners will pay $13 billion to satellite operators to clear Spectrum on top of the $81 billion paid for winning bids in that C-band auction. This is common practice. Antarix's clearing is challenging based on the need to retune 90% of licensees before mandatory negotiations commence. However, these negotiations are primarily with the utilities interested in the ability to gain access to the spectrum for private LTE networks. Antarix has estimated clearing cost of $130 to $160 million. We budgeted for $200 million. New FCC, new opportunities. If Antarix continues to be successful in signing up more utilities, we think it makes sense for the FCC, now under new leadership, to consider more lenient mandatory retuning policies for Antarix. Momentum in the number of utilities signing contracts, combined with Antarix's ability to migrate retune customers efficiently, might also argue for a wider 5x5 spectrum allocation by the FCC. We do not factor these opportunities into our current evaluation of Antarix. Valuation. Our valuation and $64 price target is based on a present value of Spectrum lease free cash flow, based on the assumptions mentioned above. We start taxing our cash flow at 28% starting in 2025, but believe there are opportunities to reduce this impact to our free cash flow estimates. We use a 15 multiple on our free cash flow estimate in 2027, the year we expect it to reach 50% of Spectrum leased and hit a steady state of incremental sales, bridging it to lease renewal activity. Our cost of equity is 8%. We assign no incremental cost or value to its services business. Please contact us for our financial model. Risks. Risks include lengthy sales cycles with utility customers, competitive spectrum lease opportunities from 600 megahertz spectrum owners, competitive connectivity options from shared wireless or satellite operators, and inability to negotiate the terms to clear existing spectrum users. 
Thanks for your interest in our latest initiation and have a great week.